You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. My name is Ahanu, and on behalf of Angel Rose, I want to welcome you to this episode of the Honest to God series. And in this session, we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences on the longest day of the year, the shortest night, the summer solstice, which we held in Ireland this year. And we have a little story to tell you, and Angel Rose is going to begin by giving us a little bit of background about what happened. Well, as many of you know, we've been doing the Sacred Earth Waters project for a couple of years now. I've been collecting water and energy from various places where spirit has guided us and one of the places that we had gone to last year was a holy well in newbridge called saint patrick's well and this particular well runs near a road and in the back of the well there's a cemetery and then behind that the river liffey flows through The well, when we got the water, was kind of a strange energy, and I wasn't sure that I liked it entirely because you had to walk down some steps. It was kind of down a little bit, and it was in the dark, and it felt kind of creepy to me. So uh, Ahana went down and got the water, even though the water was very clear. Uh, Then we brought in the spirit of the place. So we were testing the water last night, There were three of us in the room. You know, we did our normal procedure by taking some of the mother tincture and putting it in water and drinking it. So that was the first one, and that actually had quite profound experiences. Actually, Johanna, you had the most important thing about that. We'll talk about that later. But we took another one afterwards, which was called the traveling line. It was a ley line on the property where we're staying. So we took that, and we we all had our own visions, but I had seen that there was a dark hole in the property where a warrior had fallen many thousands of years ago. And the warrior had talked to me and said that it wanted us to understand that when a warrior falls in battle, that the first person he thinks about when he's dying, is his mother. He also goes through a a brief sense of failure because he's not making it home. This particular spirit, it wasn't that it was stuck in the land. I clearly saw that it had moved on, but it had left, the whole event had left this energetic hole on this property. It looked like a big brown hole in in the soil. And I knew it needed to be fixed, but... I kept asking this warrior, what could we do? And what it was saying was that just the process of becoming aware of what warriors go through when they die was part of the healing process. So we took that and then I, you know, I was left with the impression that I was going to have to go out and walk this property and find the exact spot where the energy was. So now the next part is yours because, well, prior to that, you know, we were, we knew we were going to have a fire tonight uh, to celebrate the solstice. 
But as the night grew closer, I kept feeling in my solar plexus was felt like somebody punched me. I couldn't understand. I was having all these emotions come up. I didn't really know what they were about, just that I didn't feel well. And I almost wasn't going to proceed with tonight at all. So now the next part is yours. Uh -huh. Okay, so before I go into that part of it, I just want to give a tiny little bit of background, which is probably necessary for people to really understand where we're coming from with this. And Angel Rose mentioned that we were sampling the waters from St. Patrick's Well. Now, this particular place, as Angel Rose mentioned, we had preconceived ideas about it. It was kind of dark and dingy and it had this symmetry. Water was crystal clear and all of that, but we were kind of in some ways not expecting what actually happened out of it. And I got a little insight into what St. Patrick was about when he was talking about the snakes and i believe now the information that the water gave me was that saint patrick was aware of the power of the snake-like structure of dna and that the ability of water to take many forms is a key to understanding its role as the waters of life now at that point in time angel rose piped up and said that she had a business many years ago called the waters of life and the Irish name for the River Liffey that runs right beside this well is called On Liffey, and it's spelt L-I-F-E. It's pronounced Liffey, but it's spelt L-I-F-E, which is the waters of life. So with that amazing kind of synchronicity, we began to see that there was something more to this water than meets the eye, and some further really, really interesting information began to come to us. And one of the statements that I got from it was that by virtue of its very nature, all form has a dark side and all sacred geometry is a reminder of awareness of spirit before form and the dark side of form is aware of its lighter side and vice versa. But sacred geometry can help us remember the formless and the ability of water to hold memory is a key to us understanding our origins. So with that information then, we went into this session on Midsummer's Night. Now, to bring the story full circle then, Angel Rose felt this uncertainty or uneasiness in her stomach, and she went out to find this location of this dark spot where the warrior had fallen. And in the meantime, with the remaining people who were there, we got into a discussion about our families and what was going on with us in general and i mentioned that i felt a sense of abandonment now i do know that ultimately all fear is a fear of death and all death is about a loss of our connection with god source so any abandonment obviously is a feeling that we've ultimately been abandoned by god or we are feeling guilty because we have abandoned our connection with god but that doesn't get away from the fact that you feel this sense of loss, you feel this sense of abandonment. And in my own situation, I certainly was going through a period where I felt that my children had abandoned me simply because I wasn't able to make contact with them. They weren't reciprocating my calls. And it's probably because they felt abandoned too, that I wasn't 
connecting with them the way I should, perhaps. But anyway, this theme seemed to be running through our discussion. And along with that, there was that theme coming from way back, very old stuff. And it was about abandonment also, where uh, I wrote a book about it called The Reincarnation of Columbus. And it was about the death of my first son. And when he died, I felt abandoned. And when Angel Rose was talking about the warrior having fallen on the property here and was lying face down in the dirt, the feeling was also that we had abandoned him or history had abandoned him or the people currently living on the property had abandoned him. And this theme became so strong that we realized we had to do something about it. So we went out to the area that Angel Rose was talking about, the dark area, and we began to perform a little intuitive ceremony, really, where we walked left around the circle and we also sprayed some of the water that we had previously collected from the property. And the idea of walking left around or anti-clockwise was going back in time, unraveling the past, unraveling the history, unraveling the feelings around that sense of being lost and abandoned. And then we walked three times around a circle in a clockwise direction and there was four people involved, two, two males and two females. So we had the a beautiful balance of male-female energy as we walked forward in time up to the present moment again. And it seemed to really, really bring a sense of awareness and acceptance and forgiveness to the entire procedure. And we felt that that spirit of that warrior certainly felt recognized, certainly felt the awareness and there was no more sense of abandonment. But then a little miracle happened. And when I walked back into the house after that ceremony, wasn't there a text message on my phone from my daughter to say that she would be delighted, that she apologized for not being in touch, that business and life and everything just got in the way and that uh, she wanted to meet up. So this was like a little miracle that had happened. And I felt the joy at the fact that this also had resolved itself, much like the time issue with the warrior had resolved itself. So there was two beautiful examples of how this water had caused wonderful reconciliation and wonderful feeling of forgiveness around everything. It was actually quite a big thing that happened uh -huh, with your daughter, not a little thing. But also part of the healing that was going on when we were walking clockwise was, you know, this whole sit, the whole procedure we did was really guided by spirit of the warrior. However, what he was really about, you know, we built a little, uh, kind of like a little uh, stone uh, acknowledgement of him after and lit a lantern on top of it, and we put flowers by the spot. But it wasn't just him alone. It was all the warriors. This property that we're on has a ancient history of many battles being fought here in ancient times and lots of warriors losing their life. I think when the people who live here excavated the property, they found, I don't know how many thousands of skeletons and artifacts and things like that. 
But the point was in the healing process, it wasn't that the spirit was stuck because the warrior spirit clearly had gone home. It was more about the, the gaping hole that it left on the property. The energetic lines were obviously broken in that period. But the healing had to do with acknowledging all of the warriors that fell and acknowledging the fact that how they feel when they die that they feel, you know, sad that they didn't get home to whomever, but also just that they missed their mothers. And all they really wanted really was to be acknowledged. And actually, when the healing occurred tonight, what happened was all of the spirits of those warriors, let's see, how, could, how do I explain it? They came up to the present moment in the sense that they were now all a part of the family that lived here. Not that they wanted to haunt the family. It wasn't anything like that. It's that they wanted the family to know that they had fallen on this property and they wanted to be embraced as one big, huge family. And that's really what the healing was. It was taking that recognition up to the present and embracing and including and that's how it helped heal uh, some really interesting abandonment issues that we were all discussing prior to that. So that's a, a beautiful note on which to end this little report of our Midsummer's Day, Midsummer's Night experience. And it is very much about abandonment and anybody who may be feeling that sense of abandonment or that nobody loves you or nobody wants you or nobody wants your stuff or it is entirely not the case. You may find that there is something else that's going on in your life with an under undertone of the possibility to be acknowledged. And we acknowledge you, and we just want to say that the healing is possible in every situation. So these little miracles certainly encourage us to continue what we're doing even though at times we do feel that nobody understands us and nobody loves us. So our message from all of this is, don't feel abandoned anymore. And to finish, I'd like you to hear this two-minute audio clip that I heard some time ago from a wonderful lady by the name of Althea Hayton of Wren Publications. And this is the story of Shira, as told by her on her pilgrim walk on the Camino de Santiago de Compostela. So until next time, blessings from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose, and as we say in Ireland, Slán agus Benacht de Liv Galair. Many years ago, there were two brothers, and they went to their father, and they said, we want to race against each other to see who is the strongest and the fastest. And the father said, well, there is a magical horse called Shira, who is white as snow, with a tail like the west wind. I send you out to catch Shira. And the story we're going to follow is one of the brothers who's called Bild. Now Bild has a mare called Mara, and she was very fast. He knew he was a very good rider, and he could work out the best way through the mountains and through the forest. And he set off at a really cracking pace, and he said, I'm going to catch Shira. And he was full of joy and energy and youth, and it was the most wonderful day of his life. And he looked all around him to see if there was any sign of his brother, and there was no sign of him. 
and he thought, yes, I'm in front, I'm going to be there first, I'm going to catch Shira. So he galloped on through the day and through the night, and so it was that at dawn a great ravine was ahead of him, and he put Mara into the jump, and she jumped, but she was beginning to tire, and she didn't make a good hole, and she slithered down the side of the ravine until horse and man lay at the bottom of the ravine, where the river flowed slowly by, and there was a long silence, and eventually he stood up and looked around him, and the tall sides of the ravine were too steep to climb, and he knew that the race was over, and he sat with his head on his horse's neck where she lay panting, and gradually he stood and found he could walk all right, and he helped the horse to stagger to her feet, and took her to the river where she could drink. She was still quivering with exhaustion, and when he'd drunk and she had drunk, they lay down to rest and sleep, and he realised how tired he was. But as he slept, he dreamed. He dreamed that there was a horse very close to him, with a very big head, and it was not Mara. He dreamed that he opened his eyes and he saw that the horse had a wonderful white head and dark eyes, and he realised he had just seen Shira. And he opened his eyes properly and looked all around him, but there was no Shira there. And that's when he understood. All his life he had been running away from Shira, and it was only when he fell into the ravine that Shira had time to catch up. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.